Welcome to Nintendorama, Episode 1, the podcast for all your Nintendo needs. We are so excited to finally be recording and get this podcast off the ground. My co-hosts Dave and I have been really looking forward to this and can't wait to get started. Yeah, with a new great game that just released, what better time than now? Let's get on with the show. Dave, we've we finally made it. We're here. We did. We're doing the podcast. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Frank. This is Dave. And this is Nintendo Rama. I am very excited to have this podcast, you know, started. And we wanted to make something that was, you know, true to us. We, we really are into Nintendo and um, all things. And we've both been playing for... Oh, God, how long? What you? What are you? How long have you been playing games for, Dave? Games in general, or just Nintendo? Let's start with uh, games in general. Oh, gee, I think uh, that must have been my Atari Twenty Six Hundred when I was like three years old. Yeah, um, see, there's definitely an age difference, but uh, <laughs> I think that'll lead itself well to the discussion as far as games go. Because I started uh, my first handheld slash console i'll just loop it into one was a game boy color i think my first actual console was a playstation one um i have gone back to play the other retro consoles you know uh previously and i have played an atari but i didn't start with one so you can see the difference there all right um so let's see let's do an introduction dave why don't you start as far as like what you do and whatnot well, um, right now I'm a Twitch streamer. Uh, I grew up with Atari, Nintendo, Sega, DOS, PlayStation, CDI, of all things. <laughs> you know, th that console everybody likes, apparently. Um, uh, in the long run, I've decided that uh, Nintendo had the most fun content when it comes to games. Right. Now, I'm not saying the other ones are bad. It just, uh, you know, Nintendo has less of the cinematic stuff like PlayStation. And, yeah. You know, it... it it's, it's just not something for me, you know. I've always felt that way as well. There's just something about Nintendo, the charm. It's, it's, it's like timeless. You know, you play, example, a new Zelda game, and it has the same charm from when you were young or Mario or whatever it is. And I feel like the other consoles just, just don't have that charm to me. It's hard to explain. Um, I mean, I don't know. Gotta be, be completely <laughs> honest here for a little while. For a little while, when it was just Wii U and PlayStation 4, I thought it couldn't get much better than that. But then Switch came out, and I was like, okay, it got better. That's fair. I mean, the Wii U was a trying time for us Nintendo fans, to say the least. I <laughs> did own one, but I ended up uh, selling it to GameStop when the... Actually, I sold it before the Switch came out because I just wasn't using it. The only thing I really did on it was Smash, and I still had my 3DS, so I just resulted to playing Smash there at that point. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm a streamer and content creator as well. I do all things Nintendo-related, AAA, indie, all that fun stuff. And I'm a huge coffee person, so if you guys are into coffee that are listening, uh, hit me up with your favorite roast or whatever. I know that some people in my Discord are into that, so it's fun to talk about. Please take that clip of his favorite <laughs> roast out of context. There you go. Um, <laughs> what about your favorite series, Dave? I think I know what it is, as far as Nintendo goes. Take a wild guess. I'm going to say it's Pikmin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just love it. Yeah? Actually, actually, I've 
never really I've never played a Pikmin game. Well, that's that's disappointing. I actually enjoyed Pikmin three. No, in all that's seriousness, I, I think it's Zelda, is it not? Yeah, it has to be Zelda. Either Zelda or Mario, they're both pretty much up there for me. With The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past being my all-time favorite game, so maybe Zelda had just has the edge above Mario. Right, right. I uh, I would have to lean with Pokemon as my all-time, and then Animal Crossing as well. I'm, I'm really into those series. Mario would probably be third. And as we all know, I might as well get this out of the way now, that about the whole not beating a Zelda game thing, so people can just... <laughs> Get air there, air that out, and not worry about it. I'm telling you, link to the past, man. I might have to start. I don't know. Um. Anyway, let's let's dive into some news here. What do you think about the elephant in the room, Monster Hunter Rise? Eh, I don't know. Of course, I know it's amazing. I've basically not played anything else since the since it came out. Yeah, we did play a little bit of it on Friday, and. That was a, a lot of fun. <laughs> a little bit, as I say say that as we've streamed... Uh, like six to eight hours? Yeah, that was a lot. But it was a good time. Um, I like the mechanics. It's definitely a faster Monster Hunter. It's mm-hmm. And it's nice... Um, it's a nice gap between Monster Hunter World and Generations Ultimate, in my opinion. I think it's a good bridge between the two of them. Right. Because... You know, people were, like, really worried that the quality of life improvements from um, World would not be included. And I would say they're wrong. But Although there are, there are some things from World that I miss, but other, it's, it's still a great game. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I, I mean it runs so smooth on the Switch. The RE, oh, I, the RE engine is great. I, the way it runs is basically amazing. And the new... Um, the new, what do you call it? The servers, the, the online servers. If that's a evidence of what's going to be happening with Switch going forward, I'm already in. Yeah. If yeah only... the, we've we've probably all heard that news about those servers being used. That wasn't exactly the server itself. I think it was like the code or something they used on it was a little bit outdated. A little bit. Just just <laughs> just ten to fifteen years old. And Mon- Monster Hunter is using the new one. And so far, um, li- like we said, we-, we were streaming for eight hours with not a single hiccup. Yeah, I think there was one time where we got disconnected. Not disconnected. Um, I started the hunt without you guys being ready, and then you loaded in and like lagged for maybe a second. But yeah, I'm just going to contribute that to just some weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a big thing. It was just I couldn't access the item box right at the beginning of of the hunt but that's about it right 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 um as far as the game though i i do enjoy it i think we spoke about this but i am currently in the five star quest on the village uh hr2 in the hub and i beat magnamalo like a few hours before this podcast (laughs) i have not played as much i'm still in the four star uh, village quests also, Hunter Rank 2 in the hub, but that's because that's what we did together, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Magnamal is no joke, man. Just as hard as the demo was, in my opinion. At least now, though, you can craft gear that will help um, attack its weaknesses, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, if I remember correctly, Water and Thunder. Uh, so I 
I actually didn't use my heavy bow gun like I've been using. I actually switched back to longsword because I was trying to do more dodging because he's a very fast monster. He's probably the fastest one mm -hmm. we you face at up to that point. Um, and he has a lot of attacks. He has this dive bomb attack that feels like Charizard from Pokemon just landing on you, and it's really intimidating. Um, and he has this... It does, is that reminiscent of the monster from World? It, uh, what was its name again? I, uh, I think it was the flagship months of furl. It could like fly up and then dive straight towards you. Yeah, it does. It goes on an angle and try to tries to target you. Mm. It's crazy. Um, and it has this new purple, like flamey affix. And if you leave it on you for too long, it'll explode. So you have to roll or use um one of the like you know like a nullberry or something to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but aside from that, game's great. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm excited that there's already DLC planned and that it's free. There is paid DLC, but it's all cosmetic. Although I did buy it because I wanted the nine-tailed fox cat. <laughs> and it looks great. I, I'm, I'm considering getting it just for the uh, Kitsune mask, I think. Yeah, and the yeah. I think the mechanical uh, owl you liked. Oh, yes, the Kohoot. Yeah, that was great. I named my Noctowl, and I actually did change the color to make it look like shiny Noctowl with the gold and red. And it, it looks pretty close now. I, I think I told you this before. I, I considered calling my Kohoot a Noctowl, but eventually I went with Melfestio because that is the Monster Hunter Owl. So That's fair. Um, and then, concerningly, getting into this next one, uh, you discovered there's a glitch with save files. I don't know if you... I, I didn't read this article as much as maybe you did. Uh, yeah, there's... Um, it has something to do with poses. Oh, and, really? Um, they are currently aware. Uh, Capcom is currently aware of the glitch. Um, it's, it has something to do with the action hurt pose. I couldn't exactly figure out what it's supposed to be. But it's like if, you if you're doing the action slash hurt pose and you have it bound to, to your like, quick menu, right. the game can freeze up. And if you save and quit that way, you can no longer load your save file. Wow. That is... That's scary, considering I looked today and I, I have 19 hours in the game already. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Um, I'm hoping they fix it rather soon. They posted this on Twitter at March 27th, 2021, so pretty soon yeah, out. I'm looking at the uh, Monster Hunter Twitter itself, and it says that uh, Action Host... Action slash hurt pose DLC gestures where setting either to the action bar and quitting the game can cause an error, preventing you from opening the same save file the next time you launch the game. That's... So yeah, it's recommended to remove them from the action bar. Okay. I, I just won't use them then for now. Um, fair enough. And then in April, like I said, they have some DLC with Camellios, Apex, Rathalos, mm -hmm. some other monsters, and then they're going to have some more down the line, which is nice. Um... As far as that, though, 4 million, dude, opening weekend. Dude. That's a lot that's of games. That's crazy. For comparison, Atelier Ryza 2 just hit 1 million, and that game's been out for a few months. Um, so people like Monster Hunter a lot. It only missed World's numbers by 1 million, and that sounds like a lot, but World was on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One at the same time, whereas this is just on Switch. So, yes, the Switch install base is big, but I'd say those two together were a lot bigger. So, and it, you know, there's more accessibility. So, like people who don't have a Switch can't buy it. So, I think it did really well. Definitely better than Generations. 
So which one, Switch or 3DS? Uh, Switch. And probably 3DS too. I don't think either of them got close to four million at launch. No, so. probably not. It, Monster Hunter, while Monster Hunter did seem to get more sales with every game, it didn't really get its big stride until World. It seems. Right. Right. I mean, Capcom. I've been saying this during. They're in sort of a renaissance right now. They've been doing a lot of good games and a lot of good releases. Um, everything they touch right now seems to turn to gold, and Monster Hunter is like their their uh, bread and butter for the most part. I uh, I don't know. I, I'm really excited for the future of the series. Also, the Amiibos look crazy good. I'm still waiting on two of them from GameStop, but I got the one, and I did get the Pro Controller with the uh, gold dragon filigree. Um, what's the next up here? Oh, we have uh, Team Ninja. So Ryu Hayabusa is going to be in Smash. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, already yeah. I'm already spreading Ryu. rumors. Episode one. I don't know. I. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, it's hard to say. A lot of people have rumored uh, Ryu Hayabusa for a long time. At <laughs> first, it was like, oh, he's going to be like uh, main cast before any DLC. Yep. Then he was DLC pack one. Now he's DLC pack two. It's hard to say. It's um, obviously there's a lot of interest for the character. Otherwise, these rumors probably wouldn't keep coming up again and again. Yeah. And with the uh, Ninja Gaiden trilogy coming to Switch, you know that that also likes to spark rumors. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool announcement at the first direct in like 530 something days, I think it was. Um, right. I did pre-order that from PlayAsia. Side note, and I'm really excited for it because the first two are good. Um, I don't know. The, the reason why I think it's not happening is because it says, this is from Nintendo Life, this article. Mm-hmm. It says, Team Ninja says it's waiting for Ryu's invite, which to me means right. since they already decide them at, at you know the beginning of each pass that they're, he's not there. We're just getting a Fighter's Pass 3. There's if, another rule for you. <laughs> if they do Fighter's Pass 3, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. It, it seems possible because Smash is selling so well. But I don't think Sakurai wants to do a third one. <laughs> he made it seem like he made it seem like the uh, the last tweet he did when Pyre and Mithra were announced. You know, two more to go. Like that was it. Or you know, he's just directing attention away from that third fighter pass. I didn't even expect us to get the second one. <laughs> so uh, who knows? Um, basically, side note again the. What is this? Ninja Gaiden Master Collection comes out in June. It's the final version of Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden 2. Um, there's just a difficulty and you know all that fun stuff. I am excited to try it out again. I remember playing these back in the day. I don't know if I'm going to play it uh, on stream, but I'm definitely going to check it out. And like I said, I wanted the physical, so I figured I would grab it. I don't know if you're going to pick it up. I want to because I... I... Kind of, sort of, somewhat like Ninja Gaiden 3 on Wii U, I believe. The worst one, arguably. <laughs> but then then I look at games like, you know, Bayonetta and God of War. The old style God of War, not the newer style. But the older style God of War, stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but do I really like those kinds of games? And then, you know, then it's, then it's like that moment where I can't decide. Like, do I really want to pick it up or not? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I... There is a lot of games coming out, like a lot. I mean, you know, Dude. for those who don't know, I do have a 
<sighs> I do have an Excel tracker for all the games I grab. Um, I don't remember what's coming out in June, but it's. I think that might be the quieter months between a, between May and July. So maybe I'll grab it and play it. Well, I'm gonna grab it. Maybe I'll play it. Is is, is the better position there? I mean, I mean, I'm picking up in May. May was it May when Subnautica comes out? Oh, that's that game too, yeah, and Resident Evil, and so many other games that I want. Yep. What's the, what's the next article we have, Dave? Uh, the next article on my list is uh, Sega's Astro City Mini is getting a release in the West. Yes, what do you think about this? Did you look at it? I looked at it. Um, I like, you know, I like the little arcade design. Right. But I... I I still have one of these with um, Donkey Kong on it, the original Donkey Kong on a little, you know, arcade cabinet style thing, which is great. But it's it's for me, it's starting to become difficult to collect all these. Dude, yes. Um, Did you see that it comes with? There's a little like extra pack you can get that you can put um, the arcade cabinet on like a base and then have a little seat to make it look like it's an actual arcade. Yes, I, I, I um, dude, I really want this thing, and there's 37 games in it, and the list has a good amount of them, and it has HDMI out, so you can use it on TV. Um, you know, it has a headphone jack, LCD screen, and there's a good amount of games on there. Like anytime Altered Beast and Golden Axe are there, I'm kind of in. <laughs> but those are good games. I don't know. They actually have the first three Wonder Boys on here too, and Shinobi. So. I'm tempted, but it's $130. I mean, for me, it has to be Columns, you know, that, that mm, I've played that so much. Columns, Columns 1 and 2 are both on here. And so is Cotton. And Flicky. I see, I see it as Flicky. That one, wow, I, put, I put hours in Flicky. There's, there's a good amount. And Limited Run is doing, or did, I don't know if they're sold out, uh, an English release of this that's going to be limited to like 25 or 3,000 copies. Um... The way a lot of people I know are getting it with through Amazon Japan, and they were just paying it because it does have English. It's just the packaging is in Japanese. Um, yeah. Maybe one day I'll pick it up, but I feel like I would uh, just play this a few times, and then it would be on my shelf. You know when I, you know when I would pick one of these up probably if they put like the uh, Sega Sonic arcade game on it. Sega, I, I think it. I don't think any of the Sonic Sega. games are are on here, right? Yeah, no, but. Uh, the one I'm talking about is a, uh, it's literally called Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. And it has like uh, it uses one of those trackball devices. Oh, I see. You have Sonic run through levels. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the uh, Crazy Chase games from Super Nintendo. Fair enough. You're the uh, Sega expert, so I get it. Or not Sega expert, Sonic expert. I've, I'm not no, as no, I'm I mean, not as I'm not as I'm into the series, but I'm not as like involved. I didn't even beat Sonic Mania. I mean, I wouldn't call myself an expert, even though I have an entire timeline here on my wall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, worked out. From, begin- from what? From launch till when? How, how uh, accurate is it? Until, uh, Sonic Mania and uh, Sonic Forces. So that's, Sonic Forces was the last quote-unquote newest one, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. This year is Sonic's anniversary. I'm still waiting for an announcement. That one wasn't that bad. I mean, it was okay. I wouldn't say it was great. The story was very short, though. I don't know. Um, also, another reminder, we have Mario's Execution in two days, along with Fire Emblem's Execution. 
Um, I'm selling tickets. I don't know if you're going <laughs> to attend or not, but it's... What do you think about that? I have some interesting input on this myself. The Fire Emblem one is weird, I want to say, because that's, you know, it's not a game that's really released in the West. It was a Japanese-only release at first, so right. that one's weird that we're losing that one. Um, right. However, just like with the Mario ones, <clears throat> this one could come to the Nintendo Online service. Yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking that too. I don't know why that... I just don't understand why you would get rid of digital. Like, I get, the, I get them stopping the sale of the physical 3D All-Stars game mm -hmm. because of production. I understand it. But why get rid of the digital? That's not costing you anything to keep it on your store. Same thing with right. Fire Emblem. That was, never di that was never physical, so why get rid of it? Super Mario 35, I don't understand why they're getting rid of that either, because it's very good, very addicting, and it's part of the online service like Tetris 99, and a lot of people really like it. So right. why would you not want to keep stuff that draws people to sending their money because to you? <laughs> because Mario 35 at this point is a free-to-play game with absolutely zero monetization. Yeah, but the and only monetization Tetris has is that they have the single player that you can buy. It's still some form of monetization that it has. It. I mean, they could well, add that in if it. they want to do that with Mario. Ah, yes, let's put in the single player, which you can get on Nintendo Online for free as well. <laughs> well, they could add in themes if you want. True. They could, add, they could do something. Uh, Kool-Aid Kool Moonwalk so. in chat says, Mario's execution will let Zelda have the spotlight. Zelda's not getting a spotlight. I mean, look at it. So far, they haven't acknowledged it at all. Yeah, we just have the Skyward Sword remake. So, and I heard that's not even that great of a Zelda game. What? It's the best one. No, wait, that's not true. I don't I know. I did, but it's not, it's not in my top five. No, definitely not. I don't think it's in a lot of people's top five. Um, I can think of three that would, people would have been wanting more, and it's not one of your faves, but it's definitely interesting that they chose that one. Maybe because of the motion control failure that the Wii had on it? I don't know. Maybe. It uh, also came out relatively late in the Wii's lifespan. Yeah, say. yeah, I think it did. So it can get a new audience this way. Um, Nintendo Life article also, they had an interesting one which I wanted to bring up. It's called uh, Which Old Game Series Would You Like to Be Revived? What did you think about F this one? Uh, personally, I want to say F-Zero. I think F-Zero would be a great one. They they do call out F Zero in this. They call it Star Fox. They call out Mother Three and some other because you know everyone wants that one. Um, Star Fox is hard to say because their last game is on Wii U. It's not really an old franchise that has been forgotten, basically. Yeah, and they did the um, Starlink. Starlink, that's the game. They did that tie-in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see. I would do. I would want Kid Icarus, but I don't think Sakurai is able to do that right now, and he said he wouldn't be for a long time. So, okay, F-Zero so is where my money wants to be. And I, I actually posted a tweet about that a couple of days ago, maybe a week or so. Um, as in, Sakurai said it is hard to port games like um, Kid Icarus uh, Uprising and make a sequel. That's also hard. And, okay, this might seem completely weird to say this. I feel like Nintendo doesn't know what the right analog stick is for sometimes. <laughs> because right now, they have, like, um, in Skyward Sword, they're using it, obviously, for um, 
the the sword motion. Yep. And then they um, they ported uh, the, the Mario Galaxy. I want to say. Right. They ported that one, and then they don't do anything with the right stick. Basically, the game itself has a really intuitive camera, so you don't need camera control that much in Mario Galaxy. But they couldn't bind like the the the, the pointer to that right stick either for some reason. And then games like um, Metroid Prime don't even use the camera on the right stick at all. It just oh here's your uh, yeah. I'm hoping they fix that. It's, it's it's like they don't know what to do with the right analog stick, and that's why they can't make Kid Icarus Uprising work on Switch. Speaking of Metroid, I want them to release the Prime Collection trilogy fun whatever finally because it's been long, and it is Metroid's anniversary this year that a lot of people forget along with Zelda, and I think it'd be it's a, it's a good time to do it. Right, but. Who am I to say that? I don't know. I'm just some guy recording a podcast. Maybe maybe we get Zelda this year and then like Metroid early next year. Just acknowledge it. Just acknowledge it. That's all I'm asking. Um, I mean, they didn't at even. Least we got, at least we got a, a, a. At least we got an acknowledgement from Zelda Breath of the Wild too. Like, hey, we're still working on it. We didn't get anything about Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, but they didn't even acknowledge Zelda's anniversary. Right. So, anyway. Uh, there is another game that came out on Friday, Balan Wonderland. What do you think? Uh, I I did not buy it. It's I played the demo. I was less than impressed, to be honest. Dude, I wanted this game to be good. I really. Me too. Me too. It it was like oh, it's Square Enix. It's uh, uh, Yuji Naka. I want to say the creator of Sonic. Mm, yes. The visuals and... on this game are freaking the only thing that's good and it doesn't even look that great on switch it looks better on other platforms but it had so much potential i really wanted this to be good like i really did and then i played the demo and i'm like it's so slow and yeah the controls are like stiff and unintuitive and, and, and i believe if you have certain costumes on you can't even do basic things like jump right i'm like oh my gosh nintendo life nintendo life reviewed this and they gave it a three out of ten Half decent guess, graphics was the only positive. I can see why, and yeah, the, yeah, they say monotonous level design. That's what I felt because um, the demo, I believe, had two levels, mm-hmm. and the first level was fine, and the second level, I was, like, oh my god, I'm so over this. <laughs> yeah, I really thought this was going to be good. I loved when I first saw the trailer for it, and I guess this Which they showed it in a direct, and I thought it was awesome. Or actually, no, I think it was um, it was in a uh, first. What were those called? Partner Showcase? Is that what that's called? Yeah. I think it was in that. And I thought, like, wow, this is going to be cool. A new platformer that looks awesome. Square Enix, I'm in. One of my favorite companies. And then they fell flat on their face, for sure. Right. And, like, and I already was worried that they were competing with Monster Hunter. But, like, you know, it's a different game. It'll be all right. And then it just wasn't even close. Yeah, uh, apparently a day one patch that they put out did not do enough to rescue this game. Ah. Uh, that's disappointing. I really thought it would be okay. Maybe I'll buy it eventually for like $20 or more or less, and it'll be okay. Maybe, maybe it could have a No Man's Sky style redemption arc, but uh, I, I'm not having high hopes for that. Um, Cooley Moonwalk in the chat has wants us to circle back to Monster Hunter for a second. He says, uh, Curious about your guys' thoughts. Do you feel the Monster Hunter Rise demo was designed in a way that would intrigue newcomers or scare them off? Your thoughts, Dave? Um, depends on the demo. The first demo is to intrigue. It's like you come in, you get your two tutorials, and you get your two monsters to fight. 
Mm-hmm. They give you relatively easy monsters with um, the, uh, oh, what was it called again? Izuchi? Yep. Izuchi? Yep. You know, it's like the first monsters, like the Great Izuchi, the Jaguars, the uh, Azuras, uh, like, or however you Baggy, say it. You know, all those easy, easy ones, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And what was the second one? So the demo Mits- again. The uh, Mitsune? Or however. How do you- Mitsusune, yes. Mitsusune. That one's kind of hard for beginners because there's a lot of stuff you have to dodge and you have to know what buffs and what debuffs you. Yes, um, correct. But that's like, you know, y- you can get that feeling like, okay, I know what to do. I can get this because the Mitsutsuni also gives you like health, health boost yeah. when it throws like those green bubbles at you. So it gives you that feeling you can do it. So, you know, it's like, if I could just go one more time, I can do it. Yeah, but you want to know it's crazy? That... That monster isn't in single player until HR five. Yeah, it's not a low rank, I know. And um, Magnamalo in this, I guess the last demo they did mm-hmm. is very hard. I, it's arguably pretty close to what you face it in single player. But to be fair, in the demo, you're you're stuck with default or um, not default uh, I... pre pre preset weapons and preset gear, and you can't change any of it. Which right. It's, that's, I mean, I get it, it's a demo, but it's hard to say, like, this is how Monster Hunter is when, you know, obviously you're crafting gear and the whole point is to look at resistances and stuff, and you don't really get that idea from the demo, you're just beating stuff up. Right, and that's, that's why I said, but uh, it depends on the demo, because it's, uh, the, the Magnum Molo, I'm pretty sure, was not intended to be beaten with your, like, 15-minute time limit instead of 50 that you have usually. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't think they were intending for you to beat it. Of course, there are people who can do it, but newcomers are going to look at this and be like, I have to beat this in 15 minutes, and I get basically killed with one attack? That ain't going to happen. Right. Kool-Aid says that they felt the demo had so much explaining and became overwhelming. Well, the first two hours of the game has a tutorial after tutorial after tutorial with all these pop-ups. I just got one today, and I've been playing for (laughs) 20 hours. I just got a new one. So there's a lot of them. Granted, they are informative. It's it's a lot. It's excessive, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm playing today, and I'm fighting Barcerios. Uh, uh, um, I want to say. Yeah. And I get a little low on health, and they're like, "Hey, you can't fight on low health. Heal yourself." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monster Hunter is more about strategy. That's sure. That's true. And I, I understand what you mean by get the wrong idea about how the combat works because they just throw you in there. They don't really say, like, there's resistances and you can slice stuff and there is, um, what's it called? Blunt damage and you can use guns. And Demo was okay. Demo was great for people who have played the games before. Not good for newcomers. That's what I'm going to... That's my stance. The one thing that bugs me about the demo, kind of, is that they give you 30 attempts which is a lot. Right. And you can't take any of that with you to the full game. It's like, here's like a handful of items after the end of the demo. And, you know, I, I get that Monster Hunter is a fun game about repetition, but the repetition, to my, in my opinion, isn't fun if you aren't rewarded for it. Yeah. And the demo doesn't reward you for that repetition. So why would you do the 30 attempts? I mean, I get it if you're a new player and you, you, know, you keep dying, perhaps, and you want to go until you win. The 30 attempts will be nice, but... You know, for somebody who's been playing Monster Hunter since Monster Hunter tried, the 30 attempts are absolutely not necessary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, Last article we have is that PAX East 2021 is not happening, which I figured because of 
the global pandemic still happening, but they are doing an online version, which is cool, and it returns this summer. I think they did this last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, I may be wrong, um, but they there'll probably be some announcements like usual, and you know, see different ways of working with the community, but. I want to attend one of these one year, and it <laughs> doesn't seem like it's going to happen, at least until 2022, because I'm in the New York area, so going to Boston isn't that far. I but, mean, the last, the last event I attended was Tokyo Game Show in 2013. It's been a while. I've never attended one. Rest in peace to me. Uh, we also had three new, or six new Amiibos launch. I already alluded to that earlier with the Monster Hunter ones, and we had the Terry, Byleth, and Banjo Amiibos. Banjo, dude, really nice quality on that. I've seen the pictures. It looks really good. Yeah, and he's it's standing little, on the puzzle piece. At the bottom. Yep. yep. Um, that's it for news. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add. Not really. That's basically all I could find. It's, okay. uh, Fair you enough. Know, it's hard to compete with Monster Hunter, so not a lot going on, I don't think. Right, right. Um, let's see, what else is there? Uh, we were going to do this section for those listening and live here about notable releases. I only picked three out um, for this week upcoming. We have Tide the Tasmanian Tiger, uh, Bush Rescue HD, which is the full name. Uh, I don't know. Have you played? I've, I think we spoke about this earlier. It comes out March 30th. You've, have you played this in the past? No, I've not played a single Tiger Tasmanian Tiger game. I've heard of them. I know that, that people consider them at least good, but I. Right. No. I haven't. I, I played them when I was young, but I couldn't say I remember them. Um, anyway, releases for $29.99 USD. Uh, we have Stick Fight the Game. Super, super good game. I have this on so- PC, and it's very addicting. So I've seen this being played on PC. I was considering getting it on PC myself because, you know, uh, I've seen it and I, I'm assuming you use the mouse to aim yeah. when you have guns yep. and stuff. I wonder how well that translates to like a right analog stick on the, on the Switch. I don't remember if the PC one has PC, uh, sorry, uh, controller mapping, but I can try it out. Um, this game is very good if you have friends to play. It's I wouldn't recommend it for solo because it's definitely a party game, but wow, it is super addicting. And it's hilarious because you just fight each other with whatever's on the map and whoever wins, wins, and you move on to the next map and they constantly change and there's environmentals you have to dodge and whatnot. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been playing a similar game lately. Uh, it's not on Switch, it's Duck Game. And I bet I would get a lot of kicks out of this game as well. I actually wanted to buy that, but I didn't end up grabbing it. Uh, Stick Fight is $7.50, again, April 1st. And then we have Star Wars Republic Commando. This comes out April 6th, so technically not this week, but I wanted to include it because I wanted to put it on people's radars that this is a great game. I remember playing it back in the day. It's only $14.99. It doesn't look like it's an HD remaster. It kind of just looks like a straight port, but I don't think it matters. This is a fun, fun, fun Star Wars game. Fun, 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 fun. Yeah, I don't know game I never played growing up. Well, if you like, so, just, you know, you get the whole Stormtrooper side of things, and you're not just the Jedi's wielding a lightsaber, so I think it's a little more intuitive that way, and, you know, it's, it boils down to it just being, you know, you going through with your platoon and whatnot, and they have different um, classes um, that you can play as in your Delta squad, so it's fun. Oh, it's a kind of like that Lord of the Rings game that came out a while ago where you play as like all the side characters but not the main characters. Uh, well, you're like a squad leader and you just 
move them into position and whatnot. Right. Yeah. But it's not like it's not like you're going through the main story of Star Wars. It's a side story. Uh, it's yeah. It's in the um the Clone Wars era, basically. Okay. And right. I think the Battle of Genosis is in there, if I remember correctly. The trailer looked interesting. So. Yeah. It's definitely a maybe on my list. Well, that's for sure. Alright, that's all for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Dave and I really enjoyed this. Episode 1 is in the bag, Dave. It is. Thank you all for hanging out. Really appreciate it. And uh, we hope to see you next time. Make sure to follow us on our social links. Twitter.com slash NintendoRama underscore. Instagram.com slash NintendoRama underscore. And Anchor.fm slash NintendoRama dash podcast. This podcast should be up tomorrow, Tuesday. I'll try my best. Wednesday, the latest, as we break into this, you know, new routine. Thanks for watching. See you guys next week.